Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. This is a year where God is going to do more than, greater than, not just victory, but living out your purpose to set others free. Being so set free, knowing freedom so well, that you can teach it, you can pass it on. Isn't that amazing? But man, we live in a flawed world. We live in a world that sees things distorted. We don't see things clearly like the Father sees them. I remember when I was uh, in kindergarten, I was one of those kids that had bad vision from the start. And I was one of those kids that sat in the back and I was kind of squinting. And so they do the steps up, right? They're like, all right, we'll move to the front of the class. And still, I was like, I couldn't see anything. So she's like, all right, book your little eye exam. And I went back, and how many have been through the corny school eye exam, right, with the, like, the s- spoon, you know? <laughs> I was like, oh, this is an eye exam? Oh, weird. Um, but, yeah, so I, I did that, and they found out I needed corrective lenses. And so I got glasses at five years old. And from that moment on, I needed those corrective lenses to see things clearly. Without my glasses, I am blind as a bat. Last night, I went throughout the house on an excursion without glasses or contacts. How many know that's an adventure when you're blind, right? I'm like almost legally blind. <laughs> I'm like almost falling down the stairs. You know, it's like it's a very dangerous emergency. But sometimes we live our lives without seeing clearly, and we start. We try to do this Christian walk. We try to do Christianity. We try to follow Jesus without seeing clearly. And so everything around us is distorted. We can't see it clearly. It's all fuzzy. And so we try to do it, but we just feel this block. We feel this this uh, barrier of getting to actually what we're doing, right, and how to do it properly. And I want to talk today about getting that vision clear, setting your vision clear from going from distortion to clarity. Are you ready for that? You ready for that in your life? There's a lot of times that we'll see things in, a, in our light. You know, you might look at your job as a hindrance. You know, I talk to a lot of people. They're like, oh, I'm not really supposed to be there long term. So it's kind of just a, it's kind of a hindrance. Like, I know it's, I'm going to go somewhere else. Or I'm going to work somewhere else or make more money or you name it. The, the culture is not good or what I've heard a billion things. Sometimes we view our job as a hindrance when God wants us to see it as a place of deliverance. God wants to be a place where we are set free and we're setting others free. Through his vision, it's different. Some of us see our schools like something just to get through, to get to our career, right? It's like, oh, I can just make it through. I'll do the long hours, like whatever. How many procrastinators do I have in the building? You're waiting until the last minute to do your 10-page paper. Come on. I remember <laughs> one time in college I did that, I waited till last. And you always have good intentions, you know, about doing it. But like literally night before I'm writing a 10-page paper, I'm like, what is this? I just have to make it through. Sometimes we can, we can treat that season of just like make it through school. When God wants you to see there's a place of breakthrough, it's not just a place to make it through. It's a place where God wants to take you to a season of breakthrough in your life and those around you. But when we don't see clearly, when our vision is distorted, all of a sudden everything becomes about us. Well, I'm not making enough money. Well, I don't have enough time. 
well, I really can't do it. I'm so busy. Well, I'm not feeling joy at this space. Well, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. And so we can go through life like viewing life like it's all about us. But man, what would happen if we took on his vision, if we grabbed Jesus' corrective eyewear and we started wearing it and seeing through his filter, what would happen to our world? What would happen if Christ's followers started seeing the world like Christ sees it? In, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 22, it says, The eye is the lamp of the body. It's the light of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? He said your eye is the lamp of your body. It's like the headlights of your car. When it's dark, and how many know we live in a dark world? And when it's dark outside, you need those headlights to see. Your eyes spotlight what you're going towards. And wherever your eyes are focused, the rest of your life will be following towards it. And so it's very important what we look at. Amen? It's very important what we set our vision to. What are we looking at? And are we looking at it clearly? Are we seeing things in the right light? Are we seeing our job like we should see it? Are we seeing money like we should see it? You know, as soon as your perspective gets that money is for gain, you've missed it. It's not. Money is for giving. And as soon as you find that out, all of a sudden you feel joy with the abundance of favor. And not that you're just like massively rich, but when you understand the purpose of things, it's like, I don't know. It's like using our cell phone to hammer in a nail. It's like that it works, but it's not what it's meant for, right? It's not what it's designed for. All of a sudden, when you start using something to its purpose, you're like, oh, my word. This thing has like 50 bajillion apps, and I can measure things, and there's a balance thing in here. Like it's a flashlight. It's everything. I pay for things with it. All of a sudden, it becomes alive, and when you see like Christ, when he gives you his vision, you can see clearly. All of a sudden, everything in his kingdom starts working properly in your life because you start flowing in who he is. You start flowing in who he is. Um, I love it because uh, in Mark chapter 10, it talks about this blind man, Bartimaeus. And if you're familiar with the story, if not, we're going to read it today. But Jesus and his crew were, were walking to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, oh man, he began to shout. He got excited because he knew that was the Messiah. He knew that in Jesus was everything, was new life, was healing. He had heard about the miracles. He'd heard about everything going on in Jesus' life. So he started to shout, Jesus, son of David. He got desperate. How many have ever gotten desperate for Jesus? You've ever gotten desperate in a situation where you're like, I need him and my prayer for us today is that we get a little desperation in our hearts and our spirits say god we need you we need you this isn't just something we're playing church or we're not just going through the mo god we need you we need you he said jesus son of david have mercy on me and then he rebuked him and told him to be quiet Shh. he shouted all the more son of david can you imagine? They're like, be quiet. He's like, oh, watch me. Jesus, son of David, 
And get this, in his desperation, caught Jesus' attention, and where Jesus was moving, all of a sudden, he stopped. And that's why the scripture says, you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. If you seek me, you pursue me, you say, God, I need you. I want you. I desperately seek you. And in the desperation, it stops God's movement to say, oh, there's a child that's seeking me. Whenever my kids are saying, daddy, 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 we need you, we need you. Hey, everything stops because my child needs me, right? And the father is so broken and has so much love in his heart for us that when we call out to him, when we seek him, that's why we talked about he sets a table for us to come and eat the bread of life, right? When we come and we set an appointment with the king early in the morning or, or at night, wherever you set an appointment with the king, he sets a table for you. He wants to feed you. He wants to prepare you for everything that's gonna, you're going to face in the day. He wants to prepare you for the season you're in. He wants to give you it all. Sometimes all we need to do is show up. So he's like, son of David, and Jesus stops. And he says, bring him here. Bring him here. And all of a sudden, everybody's around. And he's like, oh, whoa, all right, you're a man of importance. Let's go. Jesus is calling you. And he comes, and Jesus asks him a very simple question. He says, what do you want? What do you want? If Jesus asked you today, he's here, right? So if he asked you, hey, my child, what do you want? What do you want? See, Jesus knew his blindness. He knew where he was. Jesus knew what he needed. But Jesus wanted Bartimaeus to proclaim what he needed because Bartimaeus needed to know what he needed. And when you realize, all of a sudden, wow, I'm not seeing things properly. I see people as a hindrance. I see my job as a hindrance. I see my school as just something to get through. I see money as an object to gain. Like, God, I'm not seeing clearly. And Jesus asks you, what do you want? And Bartimaeus said, I want to see. I want to see. And that's my prayer for us today is that we come before the Father and we get such a desperation in our hearts to say, God, I just want to see. I just want to see. Please show me your world like you see it. Please show me the lost like you see them. Please show me that person, God, the person at my work that bugs the living daylights out of me. Lord, show me how you see them. My kids, God, they're driving me crazy. But let me see them like you see them. There's two things that will keep you away from seeing God's vision and, and seeing the way he sees. Number one, distraction. Distraction creates distortion. Distraction, if you get distracted from the Father, if things become more important than him, all of a sudden your view, your vision becomes directed towards something that's not of your destiny. It's not why you're here. And so when we get distracted, it causes distortion because we can't see what's truly going on. We can't see like we're supposed to see. So distraction, we got to get our focus on him. Second thing is distance. It's distance. It's distance. Sometimes we in, unintentionally do this to ourselves. We say, oh, I can't feel God. And I have to ask, how many hours are you spending before him seeking him? Because the Bible promises those who seek me will find me. They search for me with all their heart. I just don't feel God. Hey, get before him. 
but don't let that distance, because when you get away from him, you, you can't feel his presence. You can't feel the surrounding of who he is. You don't see the things of the kingdom because they're all in his presence. How many know that? Where the king comes, all kingdom things work properly, right? That's why we do everything in our power to create a space for the king to come and stay. God, just come and stay. Move everything out of our lives. That's why daily we're praying, God, search me. Search me. Search me. I love that scripture that, that a DJ spoke about today. Just, God, search me. David's heart, search me. Anything that's blocking me from being close to you. Because when you get close to him, your distortion becomes clarity. Right? Closeness creates clarity. When you get close to the Father, he starts to breathe on you. He starts to speak life into you. All of a sudden, you can see clearly. There's two things that God wants you to look through. That's why we did the 3D glasses today. It's two things. You can think about it like this. The red represents his heart. His heart. His heartbeat. What breaks him? What makes him cry? Jesus' heart breaks for the lost. In fact, the Bible says that God loved the world so much, his heart was so broken, that he looked around and said, all right, I got to send something, my one and only son. That'll show him how much I love them. He was so broken inside. And when we align ourselves and say, God, give us your heart. Give us your heartbeat. Let us feel how you feel. Let us see like you see. And all of a sudden, when you look through that filter of his heart, you start to see people like he sees them. You're like, wow, that's a soul that the Father is so madly in love with. In fact, he's obsessed with that he sent me here to get their attention that the Father loves them. We view everything like obstacles. Man, you might have mountains in your life that you treat as a barrier, as an obstacle. Man, do you know that God wants you to treat that mountain like an elevation to get new perspective for what he wants you to see? Sometimes we treat it like we're just praying over, God, move that mountain, move that mountain. And God's telling us, climb that mountain. Stop speaking to it and start climbing it. I've created you for this. I've created you for this. And sometimes we settle for the thinking of what's coming. Well, God, someday I'll be full of power. Do you know there's so much reward and risk in taking that step that's uneasy? Woo, that's scary. When you take that leap of faith and you have that conversation with somebody, right? You bring up the name of Jesus. You said it. Good job. Someone's like, man, I'm having a terrible day. And all of a sudden you see an opportunity. Got to get out of the boat. Got to get out of the boat. Look at that water. That's scary. It's scary, right? Anybody ever been there? Don't lie. Anybody ever been there? It's scary. Take that first step. Oh, hey, listen. Jesus has rocked my world. Like, can I just pray with you? Just a simple prayer. It's, Whoa, that was crazy, right? It's, it's rewarding the risk. Sometimes we put so much faith in the outcome. We're like, well, that, uh, that conversation was so awkward or that didn't lead anywhere. Hey, let me tell you, sometimes the risk is your reward. Stepping out of the boat and getting your feet wet and starting to realize, wow, God, you've designed me to walk on water. I'm not meant to be in the boat. I'm meant to walk on water. I'm meant to step out in faith. And there's, there's, a, there's a training, a process of making you who you need to be when you step out and risk. Get out of the boat. Start seeing like he sees. God, give me your heart. Give me your heart. Second thing, that's the blue one, is his purpose. His heart and his purpose. What's God's purpose? When you start aligning yourself with his purpose and say, God, why do you have me here? What do you want me to do while I'm here? How many know seasons come and seasons go? 
right? And you might be in a great season. You might be in a terrible season. Just so you know, God has a purpose in every season. Because if the season doesn't come, you won't be ready for the next one. So God's got to prepare you in this season so he can get you to the next one. Sometimes you have to climb the mountain to strengthen those arms so be prepared for being the great individual God has designed you to be. But if you don't train, you don't do the hard work when it's hard, if you don't get his purpose and his heart and say, God, let me see like you see. Let me feel like you feel. Even when I don't feel it, let me step out. You start to train those muscles of faith. Train those muscles of more than conquerors. Say, oh, it's so awkward. Yeah, I understand. Riding a bike with training wheels looks funny and feels funny. But do you know that when the Father sends us out, and he says, I want you to do this, child. You know, he gives you an opportunity when you step out of faith. He's not only just calling you, he's holding the back seat of the bike so you don't fall. He's making sure you don't trip up. So his heart and his purpose. I want to pray this over you. Ephesians chapter 1, I close with this. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. I'm sorry, 17. It says, I keep asking that the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I give you the, the spirit of wisdom and revelation to see things like you need to see them, to read his word and to understand it, right? To get before him and hear his words and they come alive in you. The spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you can know him better. Because when we know him, when we start to get his purpose and his heart inside of us, we start to live out why we're here. We start to come alive to the true purpose inside of us. We start to come alive to our destiny, why God designed us this way. You start to understand why you have those quirks and those qualities, that personality and that stubbornness. You start to understand, wow, God, you designed me like this for a reason. When you start living Verse 18 says, I pray that the eye of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God places all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. God doesn't just call you. He fills you with everything you need for when you get there. How many know that God doesn't call out of you what he doesn't place in you first? He always puts inside of you what he's drawing out of you. So you got to get out of your head. God has already prepared you. He's already made a way. And sometimes all it takes is getting before the Father and say, God, break us for what breaks you. Let us see your purpose in this because, God, it doesn't make sense. None of this makes sense. But, God, let me see with your vision. All of a sudden, he gives you the correct eyewear, the corrected eyewear. And all of a sudden, you start to see, wow, that's what I'm supposed to do with that relationship? That's what I'm doing here at school. That's what I'm doing here at this job. 
God, I get it. That's your purpose. And all of a sudden, you start walking in confidence, seeing clearly. Now, now you're not looking around saying, well, where do I go? Well, well what do I do? Uh, uh, I don't know. What to, all these decisions to make. Well, I don't know. I don't know. All of a sudden, you start to see clearly, oh, God, that's your purpose. That's your heart. So I follow your heart. I follow your purpose. And all of a sudden, you can lead well. Fathers, you can start leading your houses well because you start seeing clearly the vision of God for your life and now your family. Students, you can start presenting the gospel well when you go into your class. Come on, because you're seeing like he sees. You see through his heart and his purpose. So all of a sudden, you walk with a confidence saying, this is what God wants to do here. And I'm the one to present it. I'm the more than conqueror. I hold the key to the kingdom. That's why we wear these keys, because we hold the key of the kingdom. Everywhere we go, we unlock doors that maybe a lot of people have tried to unlock but can't. But it's the power of God in us. It's the authority of God on us that now we can unlock doors for the prisoner to be set free in our world. So I pray this over you, that God starts to show you that obstacles really are opportunities. God starts to reveal to you the purpose and plan for where you are right now. You start to see his purpose. You start to hear and feel his heartbeat, and it becomes your heartbeat. It becomes your heartbeat. I want to take a moment, just give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. Man, if you've never said yes to Jesus, and you say, Elijah, I would love to start this year off right, just to align myself with the king who loves me so much. Or maybe you're in here and you're saying, you know, I, I don't know. I, I've been kind of on a path and it's been kind of a distraction. And I just need to get right with him. I just need to line myself back up with the Father and start to see like he sees. Man, if that's you, would you just raise a hand? I want to pray with you today. We have three of these that want to pray with you in this room. Awesome. Awesome. Come on, can we give it up for Jesus? You're awesome. Awesome. It's the greatest decision you can make. That's great. Hallelujah. I want to pray for you as you start this journey, man, or, or just getting back in it, right? Get fired up again. Come on. If I could have my prayer team just kind of surround. God, we love you so much. And I thank you so much for the plan and purpose you have on his life. God, you're calling him out. You're calling him out. And today, we just prophesy over him, God. We release your kingdom over his life. You just walk with him. Strengthen his legs. Strengthen him, God. Put his heart back in alignment with yours. Let his heart beat so rapidly for you, God. Get his eyes to be to stamped with eternity, that he focuses on eternity all day, every day, that everything is flowing through that filter, God, that he knows you, sees you. God, I thank you for this new beginning, this new beginning, that old things are passing away. Old mindsets are dying off. Old things are becoming dead, and now new life in Christ is here. So all the new things, all the things of the kingdom are coming alive in his life right now. I thank you that his prayers are becoming powerful. That the things that he's going to accomplish are going to be great because you are inside of him. You're living through him. Right now, we just thank you so much for him, God. Pour out your spirit on him. Pour out your spirit on him. Pour out your spirit on him, God. Hallelujah. Come on, if there's anybody in this room, you say, hey, Elijah, I want to get clarity with my vision. Would you stand to your feet? We're just going to pray right now that God breaks our heart for what breaks his. Starts to align us with his purpose. Come on, you mean business this year. You're like, you know what? No more messing around. I need to see clear what God has for me. I need to see clear where I am and what I'm supposed to be doing with this season. I need to know, God, what's your heart break for? How do I align my prayers with yours? How do I align my prayers with the groaning of the Holy Spirit over us? How do I get in alignment with you? 
Come on. You raise both hands up and just say, God, help me. Help me. God, help me. Help me, God. Help me, God. Won't you break my heart for what breaks yours? Come on, pray that dangerous prayer. Pray that dangerous prayer. God, break our hearts for what breaks yours. Break us for what breaks you. God, let us cry over the things that you weep for. Let us be broken for the people that you're so madly in love with, that you're obsessed with, God. Break us for our neighborhoods. Break us for our jobs. Break us for our schools. Break us for our kids. God, break us for the next generation. Break us for the unloved. Break us for the outcast. Break us for the, those that are on the streets, God. Break us! God, break our hearts. Get our vision off of ourselves. And get it on you. Get it on you, God. That our hearts align with yours, God. That it starts to beat in sync. Come on, can you hear his heartbeat? Can you hear his heartbeat? Come on, seek him right now. Seek him right now. Man, he wants to find, he wants you to find him. He wants to bring you in close to his chest so you can hear his heartbeat. You can start to feel how much he cares. Hallelujah. God, we lean in right now. We lean in. We lean in to hear your heartbeat, Father. Would you break us, Jesus? Break us for what breaks yours. Break our hearts for what breaks yours. God, break us, Jesus. Break us, Jesus. Break us, Jesus. Break us, Father. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. The second thing, God, show us your purpose. Some of you are, are so distracted because you don't know what to do with the season you're in. You're frustrated. That's an okay frustration. But God wants to show you his purpose and what you're doing. God wants to show you why you're there, not just what is there, why you're there. The purpose for which you walk in every day to be confident in the calling of God. So right now, can you just lift your hand and say, God, show me your purpose. God, show me your purpose. Show me the why of why I'm doing what I do. Show me why I'm where I am, where, what, why I'm here right now. God, show me your purpose. Show me your purpose, God. Let us see with your eyes, God. Break us for what breaks yours, and let us see the purpose in what we're doing, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Holy. Yeah. We're singing holy. Yeah. Holy. Holy. We love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. Come on, just press in, press in, press in. We're leaning into you, God. We're listening to you, God. We're getting close. We're making that distance become closeness with you so we can get that clarity. We can get that clarity. Hallelujah, Father. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Seal this moment right now. Seal this moment, God. Seal this moment in our hearts, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Father. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Savior. You're good, God. You're good, God. You're good, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father. So good, oh God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. 
If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.